What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly. And just Danny Kelly. Craig Horlbeck is not here. He was spotted in a walking boot after our last podcast. So <laughs> we are awaiting an update on his return. Maybe Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport will tweet about it after this episode. We're recording this on Monday. There's still Washington and Seattle to go on Monday Night Football. If you're listening to this on Monday, I am doing a green room after that show, with after that game with Joe House. So check it out in green room. Check me or House's Twitter. After the game, we'll tweet out a link. But if you're listening to this on Tuesday, there's waivers to get to. Holy crap, there's a lot of injuries, DK. There's what news. an incredible, annoying week. Okay. Yeah. Just get to it. Christian McCaffrey's out for the season. Uh, he was in a walking boot yesterday. Uh, it's the second time in a row. He kind of went on IR, came back, went on IR again. It kind of feels like deja vu of last year, doesn't it, DK? It does, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh... It's like a. It's not even necessarily just like one injury with him. It's just been like a buildup of of injuries that have really contributed to this. They just keep happening. Um, I'm really hoping this isn't like a sign of things to come. Clearly, you know, this could be one of those things where we look back and it's like, oh, he was hurt for those two years and then he was fine. Or, you know, maybe it's the start of just something where he slowly starts to, um, I guess, I don't know what the word is. Like, he's on the downside decline. of his career. Yeah, decline. I. I I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things. It's a bummer and it could be a sign of, of kind of like things to come or it could just be a blip. I don't know. Um, obviously a long blip, but, um, just hoping that he can get, get right and, um, you know, get healthy next year. I also wonder if it's like going to change the way that they utilize him going forward forever. Yeah. This last game that he played was the, I believe the first game of his entire career where he didn't have a catch. So there's a lot to get to. We can get to, you know, who's going to replace him, who to pick up on waivers. We're going to get to that in a second, but just big picture for a second. He's not the only guy who got hurt. Dalvin Cook also got hurt yesterday with the shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. Crazy day of injuries. Dalvin's not out for the season. He might be, but we don't know when he's coming back. Might be two or three games, might be longer. Um, But if you just kind of zoom out for a second on just the first round of drafts this year, and basically, if you just look, Christian McCaffrey was the first pick. He, He ended up playing seven games this year. Dalvin Cook 
largely was the second game. It was second pick. Now he's out for the stretch run, maybe. Alvin Kamara has an MCL injury. Derrick Henry's, you know, probably at least out for the regular season. Maybe he'll come back for the playoffs in real life. Zeke now is dealing with a knee issue, but he might miss time. Right. Devontae Adams is was the next pick. He's fine. Travis Kelsey was the next pick. He's not doing as well as you want, but he's fine. Then there's Aaron Jones as an MCL injury. Saquon has missed a month. And in, in half PPR, Saquon has double digits twice this season. Ugh. And like, what a nightmare of the first nine or so picks. And then the next guys are Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill. Stefan Diggs was fine. Najee Harris. I mean, it feels like the people who are winning their leagues this year, DK, are the people who hit Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, and Najee Harris, Devontae Adams at the turn. And those guys are doing great. Yeah, it's been weird. And I think this goes back to something we talked about on last night's show. It's like, this has been a very strange fantasy season. Um, injuries to major star players that we were expecting huge, huge things out of, in addition to um, uh, uptick again in all the penalties, like the NFL really cracked down on penalties again. And, uh, and obviously that's hurting drives. It's hurting offense's ability to score points, all that stuff. Um, in addition to that, like quarterbacking issues, like the quarterbacking has been bad. Uh, relative to what we saw last year, relative to what we've seen the last few years, like the like the NFL is a cyclical league, and maybe defenses are coming back, and running is coming back, and all this stuff. So I don't know. It's just been a very strange fantasy season, and I think these injuries to Cook and McCaffrey have really hammered that home. It's and and Henry, honestly, like it's just I don't know. More, it feels more fragile and sort of like random than ever. Is that does that sound right to you? No, I think it does. I mean, we're talking about I mean seven of the top. <laughs> seven running backs are just not playing right, right now as we turn to December. Yeah. Maybe Alvin Kamara comes back, but I mean, that that's pretty crazy. And also, there's other injuries. Also, DeAndre Swift played 10 snaps on Thanksgiving. Darren Waller left early with an injury on Thanksgiving. I mean, Debo Samuel got hurt the next, I think the next play after Dalvin Cook got hurt or two plays later. It's what it felt like. That was crazy. I mean, there's just a lot going on. So, this is probably the most important waiver week maybe of the entire year. I think we've said that one other time, but this feels like the most important week. It's like, with death brings new life. It's like with all these injuries, there is more chance for people to reset their teams going into the fantasy playoffs in a crazy way. This is kind of perfect timing. I mean, not people getting hurt is awful, but like the in fantasy, whether you're like going to get a first run by and you want to tweak your lineup to win, or you're trying to make the playoffs or you're just trying to not come in last. There's a lot of opportunity on waivers this week. There are a mm-hmm. lot of running backs to grab. So it's kind of like musical chairs. So with that said, Without Craig, this is set. We have to do showdown time, DK. Yeah. I mean, this is like an assumption, but I think it's a safe assumption. We, I think we know. Okay. So for those who don't know, we go position by position. We, usually the three of us today, just DK and I, take our number one pick from a given position. We take the number one waiver pick we would pick. If we pick the same guy, we have to do trivia showdown. Yep. It's not particularly complicated. If you have a showdown trivia question, email us at ringerfantasyfootball@gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, emailing them. We got a big old doc. We keep them in. If, if we haven't read yours yet, we got it, but I promise. Okay. <laughs> Without further ado, I don't think um, there's much mystery here. Number one running back pick this week. Number one overall pick this week. I have Alexander Madison for the Vikings. DK, do you also have Alexander yes, Madison? Yes, this Vikings? is what okay. I was alluding to just before. Um, I mean, he's the clear and obvious one. We we discussed it before the pod. Like Typically, our cutoff in terms of rostership is around 40%. Madison is rostered in, I think, 50% on Yahoo and, and like 34% in ESPN. So we decided to include him. He's the clear, obvious pickup. Like, if yeah. he's out there on waivers, you, like, spend all the rest of your fab on him. Um, this is the type of guy to use, like, if you have a high uh, waiver priority, however your league does waivers, um, this is the time to go out and get him. Because in the past, in, in the games that that Dalvin Cook has missed, 
Madison has taken over like a full-time lead back role and he's done really well with it. So he scored 20 plus points, 23 points and 26 points in the two games that Dalvin Cook has missed this season. I think you can go forward expecting like a lot of volume, probably good amount of points. Um, and and he kind of turns into like one of these quote league winner type guys. So yeah, he, he's the obvious pick this week. So yeah. So again, Dalvin Cook, we don't know how long he's out. Dalvin Cook tore his labrum in his shoulder. He also, I don't know if he has an issue with his other shoulder. There's a lot of shoulder injuries with Dalvin. We don't know how long he's going to be out. It seems like two weeks absolute minimum. Really three weeks is on the table and maybe longer. Point being, as DK said, just to give you an example, the two games Alex Madison started this year, two games combined, 74 touches for 344 yards. Yeah. That's what Jarvis Landry's done like the entire season. <laughs> Alex Madison did that in two games. So yeah. as DK said, it's your number one waiver priority, obviously. Max free agent bid. Every dollar you have left of your fab, I think, goes to Alex Madison. Because again, Alex Madison and maybe Tony Pollard, but really Madison's the only guy in the whole NFL as a backup running back that just takes 98% of what Dalvin Cook does. Almost a hundred, like he just almost replicates what Dalvin does. Maybe not on the field for the Vikings, but in terms of volume right. and, and touches right. and carries, like not many backups just come in and get 33 touches, but Alex yeah. Madison does. Yeah, so he's yeah. a top 10 running back every week. He plays honestly top five. With that said, we actually don't need to talk about it anymore because it's so obvious. Yep. We'll do a showdown and then we'll get to the harder question is what to do if you miss on the Madison sweepstakes. But first, okay, this is sad. We have to do... Um, do you want do you me want to do the showdown time thing that Craig, Craig does? Am I, doing the, am I doing it or are you doing well, it? We have two options. We got producer Mike here. Mike could play a <laughs> clip of Craig, like robot Craig. Like You ever seen It's Always Sunny where they do like the replacement Dennis? <laughs> that actually be really funny. Or do we want to try to do it show. on our own? Or do we just do it on our own? Should we? Should we, let's, we want to bring in Zombie Craig. Yeah, let's do it. Mike, are we? Do we have the technology? Can we bring in Zombie Craig? I mean, we went to the moon in the 1960s, Hyphens. I think we can figure it out. All right. So Craig brings it in. Like it's the Alexander Madison showdown time. DK. Yeah. This is from John. 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 For Alexander Madison. How many times, not counting shortened seasons, how many times has the NFL touchdown leader, like for passing touchdowns, thrown for more touchdowns than the MLB home run leader has hit home runs? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. So how many times has the NFL passing touchdown leader had more passing touchdowns than the home run leader had home runs? I thought that was a really, I liked this question a lot. This is a cool question. Um, what would you, like off the top of your head, just give me it real quick. Like what would you say the average NFL leader over the last 10 years, say, has been in terms of touchdown passes? I would say like 35, yeah, 40? Yeah, that's about right. I, I mean, I don't really, 35, I, I don't really care. I'm going to do my math out loud, and if you steal my answer, I don't really care. This is so ever. This is Yeah, ever. But I don't think it's relevant that it's ever, because I don't think this probably ever happened until Dan Marino threw the 48. Like, I don't think it ever happened. Right. And then Dan Marino's 48. That has to be on there. Peyton Manning's 55 has to be on there because I don't think anyone hit 55 in the last decade. So the 55's on there. The Brady 50 has to be on there from 07. Mm -hmm. The Mahomes 50 has mm -hmm. to be on there. That's four. Uh, and seems, I bet the, seems like you're just giving me the answers here. The Peyton 04 <laughs> is probably not on there. I think that's it. No, Rogers last year did it. I'm going to go so, so you're going to say five? So I'm going to say five. I don't care if... I don't care. I, I, I like counting this out. So I think Rogers did it last year. I bet Mahomes did it when he had 50. Brady did it when he had 50. I bet Manning 04, Barry Bonds or someone must have broken 49. So it's just Peyton once, Brady once, Mahomes once, Rogers once, Marina. I think it's five. 
my my like ignorance of baseball history may be coming into play here, but I feel like there's probably a lot of seasons where there wasn't a ton of home runs in the in the majors. Maybe I'm completely wrong about that. So I my first thought was like twelve. Oh, so okay. I'm just gonna go with my first inclination, even though it's probably too high. Um but right, so that was kind of like you're saying why twelve. I'm saying five. Let me let me open John's email here. He sent me a whole spreadsheet. Okay, what's the answer? Oh here? wow. He says the answer is Oh, it's six. Look at that. Wait, which one? Nice. Are, okay, let me see if I was right. So the ones... Okay, so Mahomes did... Oh, I oh, got a few wrong. Okay, so Mahomes did it in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 50, and then Nolan Arenado led it with 38. Uh, okay. Manning did it, yeah, 55 in 2013, and that year was like 36 from Pedro Alvarez and Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, Drew Brees did it in 2011. Outdid Matt Kemp in 2011. Oh, wow. Peyton Manning 04 did do it. Out, uh, outdid Adrian Beltre. And Adrian Beltre. Dan Marino wow. did it twice. He did. He outdid it. Mike Schmidt in '86, and he outdid Dale Murphy and Mike Schmidt in '84. Okay, that's the five. Wow, cool. All right, that's actually, that was a great question. Shout out, John. Yeah, that All was right. a fun one. So I get Alex Madison, DK. Yeah, this is Congrats. a very important. You just won your league, Heifetz. That's won my league. Congratulations <laughs> to me. If you can't get Alex Madison, who would you take? Now this is tricky. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's out, but the Panthers are on bye this week. Usually yeah. we'd be like, we try to prioritize first people who need a running back this week. And that's very important because the teams on by this week are the Browns, the Packers, the Titans, and the Panthers. So that, I mean, that's the cre- people who have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, the Titans guys, Christian McCaffrey, all need running backs this week, even before the injury. Right. With that However, said, though, <laughs> even if you need a running back this week, the second guy has to be a Panthers running back, right, DK? I would think so. Um, I, I, that's what I went with. I went with Amir Abdullah. Um, and it's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I think I might have mentioned this on the pod, like Abdullah looks pretty good. Like when he gets in there for the Panthers, he's been um, giving them a little extra juice, like a little explosiveness. Obviously, uh, Christian McCaffrey, when he's healthy, Abdullah is going to be more or less irrelevant. But now that he's out for the season, like I could see Abdullah getting a, quite a bit of workload in this offense. Chuba Hubbard being like the early down guy, Abdullah being the uh, passing down type style guy, the guy who's going to, you know, come in and create mismatches as a pass catcher, things like that. And honestly, like with the way that the Panthers are playing, there's probably going to be a lot of trailing scripts going forward. Um, I'm going to look at the Panthers schedule here. Obviously they have the bye, but then they play Atlanta at Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay. Wow, so they finish really off the tough. season really tough. So really tough schedule. Is that more other than Atlanta to not want Chuba Hubbard? Cause first the Chuba Hubbard's a rookie. He didn't look very good. Like he just didn't look good earlier this season. He's maybe right. he's the short yardage guy, but like the Bucks, the Saints. Did you say they play those teams three times combined? It's Buffalo, Bucks, Saints, Bucks. Yeah, see, the, the, the Bucks it's and tough. the Saints probably have two of the best three or four run D's in the whole league. So that's a nightmare for Chuba. But Amir Abdullah yeah. gets the is probably going to get all the receiving work that Christian McCaffrey. Well, not all of it. I don't think Amir Abdullah is going to get thirteen targets in a day like McCaffrey does. Right. But that's the pass catching guy. Full PPR, you have to take Amir Abdullah first. Half PPR, you still think you do. Chuba Hubbard is actually out there still. So if you'd prefer Chuba, I think his his in, in terms of like the number of carries he's going to get, he'll probably be the quote next man up or whatever. But I've actually just in especially in PPR, half PPR, I prefer Abdullah. Uh, my my biased opinion, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe Panthers fans will be mad about this, but I actually thought Abdullah has looked better than Hubbard. I think he has too. I think Abdullah has looked better. So my question, so Madison's first by a country mile, but probably yeah. maybe the best, he will could, has the potential to win people leagues if you get him. Yeah. And if he's out there, I if he's not there, I agree, Amir Abdullah's number two. 
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Is Chuba Hubbard number three just by default? Probably, yeah. I would say, it. well, it comes down to like four four guys. This is how it is every week, I feel like. But um, I would say capitalize on the, the injury situation because that's like the biggest piece of like There's a vacuum news. Yeah. It's like... It's the biggest piece of actionable news that has happened in terms of like things that are going to change going forward, and we don't really know exactly how it's going exactly. to play out. So it's worth taking a flyer on Chuba, I think, in this case. Um, past Chuba, there's a couple guys that I think are actually pretty interesting going forward down the stretch. Matt Breida for the Bills has sort of taken over as the lead guy in this backfield. Now, all the caveats apply that we've said all season long. The Bills' backfield generally isn't really what you want to be in. You don't want to have a piece of the Bills' backfield. It's just... It hasn't been producing a ton of fantasy points. They pass a lot. Well, I think so they don't want to run. Changed. They're a team that passes on first down as much as any team in the league, so they don't want to run. And then I think when they traditionally do run, traditionally that's true, but I think they've gotten into running more. Well, they're being forced to late. run more, but they're not good at it. Right. So right. then on top of it, they have this two-man rotation of Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. That's now a three-man rotation between Singletary, Moss, and Brita. That at the goal line is a four-man rotation between the three <laughs> running backs and Josh Allen. Well. And Josh yeah. Allen usually leads the team in rushing touchdowns anyway. But now Matt Breed has come out of nowhere. He's got two double-digit fantasy games in the last three weeks. And Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. Breida last year, the year before, like, he's explosive. He's, like, a pretty good back. Um, he is, I would say, touchdown dependent, though. Yes, 100%. But which that's is, nice when you have a great offense like Buffalo. You know, which makes him, I guess, flex-worthy going forward. Like, he's... Um, the one thing that's nice is he doesn't have a bye this week. So if you need a bye week fill-in, Breida, I think, is a, f- a fine pl- person to plug into your... Uh, flex spot or whatever you're running back to spot if you have those issues, which you may. By the way, I really it the the bye weeks this late in the season is is bugging me. Like it just it's, it's weird. It, it's it, it's definitely strange. It's gonna be weird. It'll be a lot weirder when the Super Bowl in a couple years or whatever just falls on Valentine's Day. That'll be nice for all of us. Anyway, yeah. okay. So Madison first, obviously. Mir Abdullah second. Hubbard third ish. Brita fourth. We're gonna we're gonna come back and rank these. Who else after Brita? Okay, I have so I'm going to rattle a off a few here, and you tell me which ones you like. Boston Scott for the Eagles, still out there. Jamal Williams for the Lions, with Andre Swift ends up missing time. Could be a good one-week fill-in. Uh, Tevin Coleman of the Jets did have 16 carries last week, and Philip Lindsay of the Dolphins is starting to kind of get worked into that backfield. Again, it's like all these are not great situations. And then I would say the other one that's really interesting is Dontrell Hilliard, if he's still out there. Um, again, the Titans have a bye this week, so that kind of makes things a little bit complicated. He's not necessarily someone you could use this week. But um, the Titans want to run the ball. They ran a bunch against New England, and they had success running it. And with all these people injured on the Titans right now, Hilliard is sort of like the 1B to Deontay Foreman, and he's getting the more valuable passing down work. So, um, Or at least he, he probably he, he, he seems like more likely to get the valuable passing down If you're work. missing out on Amir Abdullah, and Hubbard for the Panthers. I think Dontrell Hilliard makes a ton of sense because he also just looked better than Deontay Foreman. And I think that if you're looking two weeks down the line after the Titans have their bye, they come out of it. Hilliard, who hasn't been there that long, could be a bigger part of the offense. Sure. I think Hilliard makes yeah. a lot of sense. I like him. We're going to come back and rank these pickups. But first, I think let I want to come back to the guys that in case you need someone this week. 
Because I think a lot of people do need someone this week. AJ Dillon, Aaron Silo Jones, these, McCaffrey, yeah. Chubb, Kareem Hunnell on by. Not to mention if Zeke misses, Kamara misses. I think the guy I'd rather have than Matt Breida is Jamal Williams. You mentioned him. So DeAndre Swift only played 10 snaps on Thanksgiving. Jamal Williams came in and had 20 touches for 83 yards. And that includes five catches. So he's like the guy in Detroit mm-hmm. if Swift misses time. But here's the thing. If Swift misses time, Jamal Williams is like a top 15 running back with potential. Like, I mean, he could have 20 touches again. That's very rare to get. The other, the, the other reason though I think Jamal Williams is really good is that even if DeAndre Swift plays, Jamal Williams is probably still flexible. Be flexible like you can flex him, not like right. pliable. He's not Tom Brady. Right. But sure. like Jamal, uh, DeAndre Swift has a pain management injury. It's an AC joint. So like he didn't come out because he was, it was like a new injury. He just, it's just really freaking painful to have your AC joint sprained. And it's a running back. You're lowering your shoulder. There's no padding you can put on it. So, you know what I mean? There's no Kevlar vest for your shoulder. He's just getting hit and it hurts. So I just think they're going to have to rotate DeAndre Swift more, even if he is able to play. So I think that this is going to be a much more equal backfield than even two weeks ago when freaking Jamal Williams wasn't as healthy and DeAndre Swift got 33 carries. That I think might be over, or at least for the next three weeks, that's over. So Jamal Williams to me is going to get a lot of this Detroit backfield. And it's not like the James Conner, Chase Edmonds split in Arizona. Jamal Williams can catch. He's not just this goal line big guy. Like Jamal Williams could do everything. I like him a lot for this week and the next few weeks for Jamal Williams. So he's my number one guy if you miss out on the Vikings and Panthers dudes. So I like the, I like all that. I, I pretty much agree with you on everything there. I would add Boston Scott to me is a sneaky one because he's not next only, for me. I have him over Breida too. Yeah. Not only did he have 15 carries, he got into the end zone. He had three, ca- uh, three targets, two catches in this last game. But I think crucially the wild card here, and again, this is Monday, so we don't know exactly how it's all going to play out, but Keep in mind, while you're making these waiver bets or waiver uh, bids, J- uh, Jalen Hurts hurt his ankle in this last game. So his status going forward is questionable, I guess. Like uh, Sirianni said today, this morning in his presser, that he's hopeful to play this week. Jordan Howard still hurt. Miles Sanders hurt his ankle in this last game yep. or re-aggravated his injury. So there's a chance here, if everything shakes out, like Boston Scott could be like, the lead guy completely in, agree in this offense this week. And I think they play on Thursday. They're playing the, if I'm no, no, wrong. they don't play on Thursday, but they're playing the Saints Cowboys playing Thursday, but the Eagles are playing oh, okay, the Jets gotcha. this week who have gotcha. maybe the worst run D in all of football. It's bottom three for sure. And so the Eagles doing that in a week where Sanders is hurt. I don't think Jordan Howard's going to play. It's unlikely. I think that Jordan Howard plays this week. So Boston Scott again, might just have a 50, 50 share yeah. of a backfield against the worst run D in the entire league. So I think that he's an excellent flex fill-in for this week. And yeah. this is tough. People have to literally have like eight or nine waiver claims in. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> so if yeah. you miss out on all those guys, that's where I'd put Burita, which is six. Agreed. I mean, he's it's like, it's like a pretty good week for six. And then I think there's a pretty big drop. Um, and we can go through that. But if I'm like structuring my waiver claims for this week, I'm putting in Madison first. I'm also mentally preparing that I won't get him. And in case people have trouble like putting in eight waivers, it's weird. You have to game theory it a little bit of like, you almost have to put in one for Madison and I'll drop my this guy. Right. And then you have to put one for like Amir Abdullah, drop the same guy. But then assuming you don't get that, if you know what I mean? You put it two in for Amir Abdullah yes. and three. It's kind of crazy. Yes, I hate those. Anyway, Madison first, Amir Abdullah second. Is Chuba Hubbard third? Yeah, because of the uncertainty, I think. Okay. Jamal Williams fourth. I have Boston, Boston Scott. Scott Fifth, Brita? Matt Breda sixth or Hilliard? I'd probably put Hilliard. Hilliard over who? Over Breda 
But this okay. is again, it's a the caveat is they don't play this week. Well, if pe- yeah, if people need someone for this week, then you know Dontrell Hilliard obviously is, is lower. So that's yeah, I think because Brita, it's like good in theory, but in reality, you're gonna have to ride this ride of the Bills running backs, and it's great if Zach Moss is inactive, and if Zach Moss plays, you're screwed. So Dontrell Hilliard, get Dontrell Hilliard in there, and then there's a big drop, and but there's other guys that are still worth looking at. Also, for the Dontrell Hilliard conversation, we're assuming Deontay Foreman's gone, but like he's still worth rostering too if he's out there. Yeah. Like he's not, you know, taken in every league. I think Foreman and Hilliard are in the same boat. After those guys, though, a couple other ones. Rex Burkhead for the Texans, dude. Yeah. Is the ugliest possible thing. But here's the thing he ran 18 routes this week while David Johnson ran eight. They cut Philip Lindsay in Houston. So, like, Rex Burkhead seems like the starting running back for the Texans. Usually I'd say I don't care. But it, it, it's ugly, but if he's a PPR running back and the Texans, I mean, they couldn't even take a lead on the Jets. If the Texans are going to be behind every week, and Tyra Taylor is dumping the ball down, Rex Burkhead can get you a very ugly double-digit points if he, you know, in the fourth quarter is getting you four catches for 40 yards on top of whatever else he did in the game. Like, that can get you double-digit points in PPR, which that might be able to save you. Uh, yep. It's ugly, but it can work. And then lastly, it's this is weird, but... We don't know the deal with the Saints-Cowboys game yet. Alvin Kamara might play, but if he doesn't, do Tony Jones for the Saints and Ty Montgomery, you Mark Ingram and Kamara both missed last week. Yeah. Depending what happens with them, Tony Jones could be good. And then Ty Montgomery is like this running back receiver hybrid, almost like the poor man's Cordero Patterson. And he kind of played receiver running back too, but he's like the pass catching guy. I, that one's like real desperate, but you could do worse. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, so once again, I'm just going to do this because this is so important. Madison first by a lot. Amir Abdullah is also like really important. Then it gets murkier, but we'll put... And there's a, a third tier of Chuba Hubbard, Jamal Williams, Boston Scott, Matt Burita, and Dontrell Hilliard. And just understand that Hilliard and Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah obviously are all on by this week. Right. But And then Boston Scott and Jamal Williams have unusual upside. Matt Breed is kind of a risky play. And then Rex Burkhead is a desperation play, but like, you know, it's ugly, but it works. Don't watch him play. And then Tony Jones is like a real desperation based on Kamara. Okay. Cool. Wow, that was a lot. Important nice work. Though. Nice work. All right. Receiver time. This is the opposite. Not that many. This is an ugly week for receivers, man. Who is your number one receiver this week? Yeah, I had a hard time putting these in ranks because they're all sort of in one tier in my mind. Um, ultimately, I'm going with Marcus Valdez-Scanling for the Packers. Um, 26% rostered on Yahoo last week. He had 10 targets, turned that into 22 points. This week, he had nine targets. Uh, didn't quite do quite as much with nine points, but I think the target rate really is what kind of draws me, the big playability. If you're looking for a flex option this weekend, it's possible you are because there's a lot of teams on by. Um, I think you could do worse uh, than Marcus Valdez-Cantling. And now I'm I'm nervous. Now, the Packers aren't on by, are they? They're on by. The thing with... They, the- they are or not? They are. The Packers run by oh, this week. So never mind. Then you can't use them this week. But down the stretch. So I think Randall Cobb, I think he had a groin injury. We don't know the severity of that. And then obviously we won't because they're on by. I think if Randall Cobb misses significant time with the groin injury, then that makes Valdez scaling obviously better. My question, DK, is would you rather MVS or Lazard? Because if Lazard gets the bye week to recover, who do you think I still would probably stick more? with MVS. God, these bye weeks are killing me. Yeah, sorry. I uh, When I made my list, I neglected the bye week thing. But... um. Maybe I should change it to someone this week. Though, You'll survive because, because for those who don't know, DK's uh, basement flooded again this week. So he was he has some <laughs> pump rain once again. Some pump. Um, what is it called? An atmospheric river? Yes, there's an atmospheric river uh, over the Northwest right now, the Pacific Northwest, and it's like dumping rain on us. It's crazy. 
Um, I'm going to go with, so you give me your first one though. My, no, we'll, my we'll number one's Kendrick Bourne for the Patriots. Would, okay, I that was who I was going to have. Yeah, that's who I have too. It's Bourne, it's really, it feels weird to recommend a Patriot in this space, especially when they're playing the Bills this week. I'm going to have football, but I think the headliner here is that the Patriots play the Jaguars in week 17, which is going to be fantasy championship week this year, assuming no one's doing it in week 18. That's a hell of a matchup for your, for, to stick Bourne in the flex. Who knows who's going to be healthy that week? That is the kind of thing where, you know what, let's see if he can keep doing this. He's a top 25 receiver over the last month or so. So again, this is like a low priority one. I think a lot of this time of year, a lot of people have plenty of wide receivers and not enough running backs, but yeah, yeah. Kendrick Bourne to me is the one I would add. I think the Packers are good ones. If you just want a speculative one for like a boomer bust play, I think MVS or Lazard, we'll see what happens to Randall Cobb. And then the last one, this is really boomer bust. It's Deshaun Jackson, man. Like if you want to throw a dart, He's been there for only a few weeks in the Raiders. He had that his first game. He had that long touchdown that he dropped in, inexplicably, just fumbled, and then he did it again on Thanksgiving. He had a long touchdown, and now the Raiders are playing Washington this week. I think Washington gives up more fantasy points to receivers than any team in the league. Like Deshaun can get past that secondary for sure. Uh, it, you could do a lot worse than hoping for a Deshaun Jackson prayer. I mean, Der- Derek Carr really seems to be targeting him downfield. Like, really wants to get him the ball. So, yeah. but again, overall yeah. though. This is a, like I don't think people need receivers this week. This seems like a week to go get a running back. Yeah, I agree. And part of the reason I think I had MVS on there is because there's very few guys on this list that uh, I would actually want in my lineup. It's like if you're doing waivers um, to like look down the line, I think that's more like in line with what you'd want to do this week in terms of like MVS or Kendrick Bourne. Like you're you're talking about like the playoff schedule. Um, but actually plugging any of these guys into the lineup is is rough this week. Well, the a couple other guys. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'll just say out there, I agree, is I mean, you can add like Westbrook Akinia for the Titans since mm-hmm. everyone else in the team is hurt and they're going in a buy. Hopefully, they'll come out and like Westbrook will be have better chemistry. So you can add him. But the real move I'd suggest making is if you have AJ Brown and he's on IR, I would suggest to maybe trading him to someone like the top, uh, someone on pace for a buy in your championship league because if AJ Brown's going to come out, come back, I think week 16 around Christmas Eve time. If someone in your league is advancing to that level of the playoffs and you can be like, hey, he'll be back. Like, you want to just start AJ Brown? You might be able to get someone who help you make the playoffs if you're not in position to do that. Yeah. And then you're also offloading a very risky play. That's the thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, don't go ahead and ask for some big receiver. But like, you know, if someone has two tight ends and you want to go get, I don't know, like Pat Fryermuth, go do that. It can be done. Okay. Um, Throw out a few more names here real quick. Russell Gage, Falcons is still out there. Josh yeah. Reynolds for the well, Lions. I, Russell Gage, it, I like Russell Gage, man. I'm telling you. Like, no, you're a Russell Gage guy. Now that Patterson's back, I think Russell Gage is, again, he's like a number one receiver on this team. It's like Pitts, Patterson, and Russell Gage. Yeah. Um, and then I said Josh Reynolds for the Lions, who kind of emerged this week. And then Traquan Smith for the Saints. Again, this is just a These are list. ugly. These are ugly things. <laughs> you don't really want these guys. Like yeah. I would add Kendrick Bourne. And then, you know, the other guys are if you're desperate. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. 
Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! No showdown time. You want to go to tight end? Yeah, let's do it. Who's your number one this week? My number, my number one is Foster Moreau for the Raiders. And I guess, obviously, this is a one-week thing only. And, well, I assume it's a one-week thing only, and it really comes down to whether Darren Waller plays. Um, and I think it's worth taking a risk, as of what we know right now, on Monday, that Waller may miss a week with the, I think it was a hip injury or something so like it's, that. So I'll tell you what it is. So this is from um, Janae Brumel at Football, at, uh, Football Guys. It is a left ilotibial band strain, which, I mean, you know, say okay. no more. We all know what that is. But, you know, in case some don't know what an ilotibial band strain is, uh, Bramell writes that it's an unusual injury in the NFL. There's no available comparisons. Oh, that's <laughs> which weird. is really it's a very unusual injury. It's the IT band. Okay, it's, it's a structure that runs like outside of your leg and ends ends around your knee. And it's I guess it's inflamed. It causes pain around the knee and extension of like lower leg. But like he's got ten days to come back. It seems probable Darren Waller plays. I agree that if Waller's out, Foster Moreau is like a plug and play guy. Like that's yes. very rare at tight end to just oh this guy's out put in his backup. But Peter Schrager, shout out Schrags. I mean, he told us before the season, Foster Rowe was like the best backup tight end in football. Six catches, 60 yards, touchdown when Waller is out. Yeah. Yep. But I think Waller probably plays. So my number one option is Cole Komet for the Bears. Yeah, he was my number two. Because especially like if you have Dan Arnold and like Dan Arnold's now out four to six weeks for the Jaguars, like he's probably out for the season, at least the fantasy season, Dan Arnold's out. Um Cole Komet's like the perfect replacement. He's a legit option. Like if you look at the last month, basically Cole Komet's fifth in targets per game among tight ends. Like the only tight ends with more targets per game than Cole Komet the last month is like Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Pat Fryermuth. That's interesting. Yeah. So like he's been really disappointing. The Bears offense has been so bad, but like now that I, I, I think Komet is probably available in your league and is the really, really, really poor man's Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, his his targets. Well, I think it also matters too. Is is Dalton going to play this week? Because um, it seems like they're going to go with Dalton for a little while, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Regardless, though, I think Fields had rapport with him when with Komet when he was there. So it doesn't really Dal- matter. I don't yeah. think it matters. I think Komet is a much larger part of the offense they rob out, but and I think it's going to stay that way. But I think oh, Komet's going to be one of those guys that next year we're going to be talking about yes, a lot more. I agree. Because um, he was like he was the first tight end taken in, in his class. Like he was a second rounder. Pretty talented guy. We also um, talked about the first rounders. You know, you kind of got screwed if you had one of the top seven or eight running backs. Feels that way with the tight ends too. The people who took Kelsey, Kelsey's been good. Waller and Kittle, the people who took Waller and Kittle are just really upset. I mean, you just they have not delivered at all. I know. Meanwhile, I keep waiting got, for Waller to blow up, but it's just not happening. No. Man. Meanwhile, you've got all these other tight ends who just emerged out of nowhere. Schultz, Fryermuth, you know, Gesicki was outside the top one hundred. He's been really good. Okay, last one. Also, if you're really wait. desperate. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Is um, James O'Shaughnessy for the Jaguars? That's what I was going to say. If you have Dan Arnold, just pick up James O'Shaughnessy. I he's not as good as Dan Arnold, and so J- I don't James know. He's O'Shaughnessy. Good, O'Shaughnessy came off the IR like a week or two ago, and then now Dan Arnold's going on, so he's got a, a role. But I don't know how much of this Jaguars offense I really want to ride the ride anymore. That's the thing is like, even Dan Arnold, who had been super super consistent, had like a total dud last week, and so it's like just hard to really trust. That's, Trevor Lawrence threw a touchdown this offense. Yeah, Lawrence threw a touchdown on Sunday. It was his first touchdown since Halloween, which is the Russell Wilson yeah, special. God. So I mean, it, look, it's it's scary. 
So I would go Cole Komet first, probably O'Shaughnessy, and then if Waller's hurt, definitely add Foster Burrell. But it's tough out there for tight ends. I'm surprised that you didn't put Jack Doyle on this list. Because Doyle, no, I, 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 I can't recommend Jack Doyle. That's fair. Do you want to do a showdown time just for fun, since we didn't have yeah, uh, let's do it. other let's showdowns? Do a couple. You know, let's do a couple right here. All right. <laughs> um, this is from Mark. How many breeds of dogs are currently recognized by the American Kennel Club? Mark. How many Mark. breeds of dogs? Oh, sorry. Oh, my. Yeah, no, it's not a showdown time. We don't need Craig. Let me tell you something, DK. You're screwed because I literally attended the national dog show at the American Kennel Club uh, on last week before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah? How was it? Took my mother. It was fantastic. That's awesome. So you're screwed because I think uh, I know the answer to this question. Okay. So how many breeds does the AKC rec- recognize? Oh, man. Okay, I guess like my first answer or my first thought was like probably too high, but like 300. I, I, I think the answer is 180. Okay. How many breeds of dog currently recognized by the American Kennel Club? 197. Oh, you were close. Wow. I'm glad it wasn't at least like uh, absurdly off. Dude, I went. It was just so lovely being at the dog show. It's incredible. It's like 80 gold because it's like when you watch the dog show, you're like, oh, look at all the breeds. But here's the thing. All those dogs won their breed. So like the day before or earlier that day. So it's like the NFL. They're the elite of the elite. Yeah, they're like school. 80 golden these, these retrievers. These guys dominated in high school. Dude, they really did. Like they, they're 80 <laughs> golden retrievers. Those are the best 80 golden retrievers from America. But imagine if you could watch guys go from high school prospects to college to the NFL draft to the Super Bowl in one day, in two days. That's the dog show. You're like, look at wow. all these dogs. And then they narrow it down. And then that group was away. It's, it's, it's what thrilling. Is, what is the, uh, what is like the, What's the experience like at the dog show? Like, do you walk around and look at the dogs? Like, what is it? I don't understand, like, exactly what you do there. So I went to the one in Philadelphia and it's in the, well, I went to the wrong convention center at first, which was funny, but then I went to the, the one classic move. Yeah. It's in, I think it's in King of Prussia. It's like his warehouse and it's just a giant, there's dogs. They used to do Madison Square Garden, which is not a good space for this. And there's a, there's just dogs everywhere. It's like a warehouse. It's like three Walmarts big, but it's just full of dogs and they're all getting groomed and it's great. It's That's just, it. it's you amazing. Just They're like, hey, like, you want to look like an idiot and like distract the dog so he'll like look at the camera for this photo and you can be like, yeah. I assume you can't like pet the dogs. Yo, you can. You, you can, can pet all the dogs. What? It's, inc- oh, I mean, man. you know, not with a, but after they come out, yeah, sure. Give them little pats. It's incredible. Um, well, that sounds fun. That sounds like good, wholesome fun. It's fantastic. Highly Did recommend. Do you have a favorite? Show. What's your favorite? This year, this year the um the I, I wouldn't usually say this, but the long haired Dotson had a lot of spunk this year. Long haired Dotson. The long haired okay. Dotson just started jumping up on two legs, like to the. It was like playing the crowd. It was incredible. It had charisma. <laughs> it's like watching Anderson back. It was having the most Man. fun of anyone in the room. I the only thing the only dog that I like strongly remember from like the previous like dog shows is there was an Affin pincher from like maybe six or seven years ago that was like the cutest dog I've ever seen. I don't know uh, Affin Pincher. So Google Affin Pincher. Affin Pincher. I'll just tell you this. I, I don't love the small dogs. I love the working well, dogs. I love dogs with jobs. No, I know. I think I, the reason, if you see it, it's oh, because this Pinscher. dog is ugly as hell, but it's also oh, cute. My goodness. <laughs> are you into the dogs that are ugly but cute? Oh, also the bulldog no, was like, a star because the bulldog literally was like sleeping and they brought him out and then he won the group, which was incredible. I like all, I honestly like all shapes and sizes of dogs. Like uh, our dog who passed about six months ago, RIP Lola. Um, she was a big, uh, she was a boxer mastiff uh, mix. Like, And I think she had some great Dane in her. Um, so I think like recency bias, I like big dogs, but I also yes. like Schnauzers <laughs> a lot. You're anchored to big dog. 
I like schnauzers. We had we had a uh, Lhasa Apso growing up. That dog was fucking hilarious. So, I mean, I like all dogs. Dogs are great. I, I had a golden doodle. It's black, though. Like a black golden doodle. <laughs> nice. And it was okay. just the greatest. Okay. Anyway, one more. want to do one more trivia here? Yeah, let's do it. How many movies has Shaquille O'Neal starred in as himself? Who's this from? This is from Joe. Joe. Sorry, Joe. I mean, Craig's gone. We just, the whole cadence is off. Just off the rails. How many um, movies has Shaq starred in as Shaq? Like cameos, so, voice, acting, everything. Blue Chips. Or Blue Chip? Kazam. Is it blue Chips or Blue Chip? Um, I'm going to say eight. That's probably what's way the, too low. What's the one that it. you always reference? The Monsters? Space Jam. He wasn't Space in that. He's probably in the new one. I don't remember. Was he not he in was. Space Jam? No. Oh, I'm going to say eight. Eight? That's probably like way too low. I was going to say three. Ten. Wow. Okay. Ten? Joe. This is a great email from Joe. Was this one of cameos? The Lego Movie, Thunderstruck, Jack and Jill. Oh my God. House Bunny. Didn't Scary Movie 4. After the Sunset, Freddy Got Fingered, Chairman of the Board, Good Burger. Good Burger? He's in Good Burger? Wow. DK, do you know what Good Burger is? I, I saw it a long, long time Welcome ago. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? If Craig was here, Craig would be all over this. Okay. Let's just wrap up here. Quarterback streamers for this week. Tyra Taylor versus the Colts is a really good option. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's kind of tough. I mean, Andy Dalton, the Lions. I don't know. I wish the Saints would just give Taysom Hill the job. Well, you're burying the lead here because there was a report from Ian Rappaport this morning that he is the new starter, assuming he can stay healthy. He has plantar fasciitis, though. So, like, that's the other play, report. He can play through it. He'll be it's fine. It's really painful. Is he, is he going to play through this, though? I mean, I don't know, but that's the report. The report is that Taysom is a starter. And I also saw, um, forgive me, I can't remember the reporter, basically uh, one of the um, top athletic uh, beat reporters for the Saints, I believe, said, uh, maybe it was Larry Holder. I can't remember. But one of them said, like, I I will be shocked if they go with Trevor Simeon again. Okay. Well, in week. that case, Taysom Hill's the top guy because Taysom yeah. Hill is the number one. And honestly, if you have Cam Newton, let's say you can drop Cam Newton. But, like, if you added Cam Newton because you need a quarterback, I think Taysom Hill's, like, top top of the list if you need a quarterback. And then Tyra Taylor's good for this week, too. But Taysom Hill just has more upside. Probably more downside, too. But I mean, like, like the Taysom Hill thing is... Uh, you know, not because we're confident in him as a passer. It's because they utilize him in the red zone as a runner. And he yeah, it's does like you get a goal line back at quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Taysom is the top streamer this week. I'm definitely going to be starting him because uh, I had, unfortunately, in my dynasty leagues, I have way too many Jared Goff shares, which that's, is that's, just annoying. Yeah, tough for you. As soon as he got traded away from the Rams, I'm like, well, so much for that. Uh, RIP to you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Taysom Hill, I think, is a good one this week. All right. Streamer defense. I think number it's Vikings versus the Lions. Man, the Vikings are available. They're out in like five out of six leagues. The there Vikings defense is out there. I think they're the number one streamer you're going to find. I mean, they're playing the Lions. Obviously, you can get sacks, turnover, scoring chances for the defense. So I think don't overthink that. When the Vikings, these are a really good option versus Detroit. Speaking of golf, there you go. And then if you can't do that, the Raiders D versus Washington. You know, obviously Washington's playing tonight, so we'll see. But like, I don't know, the Raiders D. Like at the end of the day, you want a big play. And I think that the Raiders pass rush mixed with Washington, the Raiders D hasn't been great, but like, you know, that's why they're on waivers. I think the Raiders right. D is probably the best chance you have for a, for a big play. Heineke is always good for a turnover too, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And then also the Chiefs are playing the, the De- Broncos next week. And it's like, dude, the Chiefs D has been unbelievable the last three or four weeks. Like they're holding opponents like 16 points per game. They've had a lot of big plays. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's weird to start the Chiefs defense, but you could, you could do worse. And then yeah. little game theory. Love game theory. If you want to go a week ahead for week 14, the last week of buys, the Titans, the Titans in next week 
the Titans are playing the Jaguars. I'm talking about the week after this one. So week 14. This is week 13 coming. Week 14, the Titans play the Jaguars. Mm. And that might get, if you might have to play for the play, your playoff life. Obvi- like the Jaguars, I mean, Trevor Lawrence obviously can throw picks. He hadn't thrown a touchdown in November till Sunday. That's really good. And then the Broncos are playing the Lions in week 14. Oh. So you also have to factor in the buys. If you have the Colts defense, the Dolphins defense, the Patriots defense, the Eagles defense, all those teams are on buy in week 14. You're going to need a defense. If you have the room, you add a defense in advance. You can add the Titans defense against the Jaguars in week 14, the Denver defense against the Lions in week 14. That might really help you if you're trying to you know, get playoff seating or just get in the playoffs or whatever. Yeah. So keep that like in mind. That. Yep. All right. I like it. With all that said, you want to do one more trivia just for shits and gigs? Yeah, throw it up. Let's right. do it. Some time. Ta- uh, you want a Thanksgiving themed one? It's probably not going to happen for a while. How many turkeys are eaten on this? From, you want to do it? How many turkeys are eaten I mean, on Thanksgiving? Sure. All right. Sure. From John, the guy who invented John. the white font format. If you have showdown time questions, email them to ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Do what John, our white font king, does. Put the answer in white font so that I don't have to see them as I do the email. So John asked, how many turkeys are in on Thanksgiving? How many turkeys are eaten on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Total? No, per game. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. How many people are in the U.S.? Like 400 million? <laughs> I think it's 350. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 50 million. I don't know. Is that way too high? That's like way too high. I'm going to go think. 20 million. <laughs> I feel like we're way too high. Oh my God, you were almost there. It's 46 million. Really? Wow. Holy shit. DK, well done. I finally got I'm going to corroborate this. Let's see. Is it really 50 million? Oh my God, it is 46 million. That's crazy. Okay, DK, a lot well of done. Turkeys. Look at you. Jesus, that's like really, that's Sweet. quite the slaughter. I'm taking Taysom. Okay. Even though it doesn't matter. You do it. All right. That's all we got. Thank you, DK. Uh, hope Craig gets better from that walking boot. Craig, come back. No, I don't know what he's doing. Who knows? He's just doing Craig things. All right. Thank you, Mike Wargon, for producing this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. You can check us out. We got I do green rooms after Monday Night Football. I'm doing house. I'm going to try to rope you in, DK, but I'm doing those every week uh, on Monday Night Football, after Monday Night Football. You can check us out on Sundays. We do green rooms at noon Eastern for Start Sit Advice if you need help. And then thanks for listening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Shaq. Shaq is a recording artist, Typhitz. He does music. Well done. Are you proud of yourself? It counts. Shaq Diesel. Shaq Food Da Return. <laughs> you get my... so many cues. Some of these albums are hilarious. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>